0: And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're taking a look at Thick Kingpin.
1: Oh <laughs> like th- thick, Thick th- Pin. There's like, there's, I was gonna write Thick Pin, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I should. But thank you isn't for that, bringing that. Isn't up. that a, isn't that a Sharpie? It <laughs> might, it might be. But um, <laughs> there's a lot of C's in this thick. Though we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> it later when we get there. Uh, and crazy ass news, Madam Webb gets a character list, and you're not gonna believe who's playing who
0: in this. Um, <laughs> I think you teased me a little earlier this it, week, and uh, in, in text message form. So excited to get to that segment. Yeah,
1: yeah, it gets it gets wild. Um, the Hulk could be back at Marvel by 2023. Not that he's not there, but distribution rights, Mike. You know
0: yes, those. and more. And more. Yeah, if, if you're unaware, at the top of the show, when the opening theme is running, Chris and I are just kind of sitting here in silence, mm-hmm. waiting for the theme to wrap up and start the show. So I always feel like Dewey Cox, where <laughs> it's just like Dewey Cox seems to reflect on his whole life before he performs. It's yeah. like I'm just sitting here in my chair in silence, like what am I I'm, right now? I'm just thinking about what I'm going to have what, for lunch. Yeah. So that's what I'm pondering while we're talking yeah, well, about superheroes. So. It was well, funny. Cause on the, on the flip side is I hear the
1: music playing in my, my head. So I know when to click mm-hmm. or my, my uh, headphones. So I know when to click, Hey, hey get to, to us. So like I, I, it takes everything in my body not to sing along with the theme song. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is great because you know it's our show and our theme song. So like as many years as we've had this song, it's still catchy. You know after all. Yeah, this time. it's
0: great. You're getting hype. You know you're hearing it. You got to read the first line of the intro, yeah. and I'm just coming in here, <laughs> silent like I'm yeah. hiding from a bear. So it's yeah. just fun. Just uh, getting a little behind baseball yeah. for everybody else. Is it hot out there for anybody else? It has been hot as mm. hell out here it, in Southern California. Well, it is so. Warm. I want to well, die. So, so it's actually cooler here
1: in the Midwest than it has been. Uh, probably like ten degrees cooler today, um, and even more so. Yeah, it was beautiful. Like I was literally outside, had the windows down, dry around, no air conditioner for the first time in months. Mike, I oh think. Oh my god. I think we've that changed feel- places. <laughs>
0: That is, that is a feeling that is a, like, you know, in, in, um, inside out, they talk about core memories. Mm-hmm. One of my core memories is being back in the Midwest riding around in a, uh, Jeep Wrangler with okay. the doors off. Like, you know, Ooh. anytime during the summer and you know, you're driving by like big empty, not empty It's full of corn, yeah, I mean, you know, fields. fields. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, that is, that is a core memory. Like that is that triggers thinking it's, about it. Would you call it a corn memory? Got corn. It's a corn. Oh my God, that's, uh, that's a that's enough. I don't know if uh, if your wife uh, has shown you the TikTok because I know she uh, shares oh, no. a lot of that stuff with you. But there's a there's a viral kid out there right now who waxes poetically about corn on the cob. He oh. is adorable. Oh no, the little, yeah, the, little, the
1: little kid who's just he's just like, what do you like about this? He's like, I love corn. It's a turtles kid, but with corn all over again. Yes, exactly. And yeah. he even
0: has like a corn pun in there. And he goes, what? Yeah, yeah. It's a corn pun. And I was like, okay, this is this has got yeah. Chris uh, written all over it. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, corn, core memories. It's hot. We're approaching uh, hurricane season on the East Coast and then fire season on the West Coast. So stay safe, everybody out there. Uh, You either need water or you're getting too much of it soon. So that's what's about to go down. I had some rain this
1: morning. Uh, Ruined my day plans, but, you know, that's fine. We have a little rain. It's nice out, you know, um, getting getting my grass green. As a lawn owner, I'm very, very proud of my grass. Uh, so it's time for that but I was gonna I was setting this corn pun up to, to go into my first topic here because yeah literally I've been talking about corn in the past 24 hours. <laughs> um, popcorn that is um, my wife and I took an impromptu trip to I believe it was uh, Walmart yesterday um, and I was like, you know what we, this weekend we have no plans. Um, you know, for those who may not know, I started a new job. So I'm like, I need to unwind a little bit this week. Uh, So I was like, let's watch some movies, catch up on some stuff we've not been able to do. Let's go grab some popcorn. And by God, the amount of choices in the popcorn, aisle just, they're paralyzing. They're paralyzing. Um, I went with the act two popcorn, mic, um, simply because it is movie theater focused in its name and branding. So very much so, but like we have extra butter. What was it? Supreme butter. I shared with you. It was like the most buttery popcorn like it's more oh. butter
0: than popcorn. Oh, I'm pulling up the visual aid right now. Yeah. Chris often, we often share pictures of snacks. That's what we do. It's what our relationship is founded on. Yes. Uh, we got Act 2 Extreme Butter, spelled extreme with an butter. X at the beginning, Act yes. 2 Butter Lovers. Butter lovers. So, so not right. entirely sure what the difference between Extreme Butter and Butter well, Lovers is. Well, I will is.
1: tell you the the Extreme Butter is like almost like, it is gooey almost, but it's like <laughs> that
0: nice gooey butter. It's the way we like it. Uh, yep. Kettle corn, solid dad corn, yep. Uh, yep. buttery kettle corn, which is like the next level. That's if your dad is a little bit more adventurous. Yeah,
1: yeah that's then like you've
0: got you to cross lines with the buttery kettle corn. <laughs> yes, and then you got some uh, little powders here. The nacho cheddar, white cheddar, garlic parmesan. Now, I have to say, I've never thought about putting those seasonings on top of the microwave popcorn like yeah. i've put it on like you know kind of like stove top pop mm-hmm. so how did that go with uh so, this already extreme butter <laughs> so i did extreme butter with the white uh white cheddar um Ooh, uh, fuck that sounds good seasoned. it was really <laughs> part, of, good. part of my language yeah yeah,
1: it was really good um so uh the thing about these uh kernel seasons flavorings i think there's like eight or nine of them here and i, I show my mm-hmm. like i'm like i'm paralyzed here i don't know which ones to get uh that thing comes out like a like a like it's not like a s- small drizzle. Like that powder comes out of that container. Like, like nobody's <laughs> business. So it was a little over seasoned, but like it was still good. Like right, it, it hit the gooiness and dried it up a bit. So it was like very palatable um, flavor with the butter. Um, I've not done the other ones yet. My wife really wanted the garlic parmesan. I'm like that is a bold move um, from anyone involved. And uh, nacho cheddar thinks a solid choice. But there's also two other flavors of Act Two I did not get. There is just a regular um, home style popcorn which is that one you're talking about mike no flavor added mm-hmm. to it just standard and um i forget what the other one was but there's a, a but they both came in like 12 boxes of 12 i'm like that's a lot of popcorn uh, to be to be eaten here so my question for everyone else is what do you like popcorns i i would love to get an actual popcorn maker mike that has like the little thing you put the kernels in yeah. the oil i and mean pop that, it up. that
0: that's so that's the way to go i mean yeah. i know we talked about it oh god I feel like it was just the other month, but no, we've been in and out of a pandemic for two years now. Yeah. In the the middle of the core of the pandemic, the wife and I were craving real authentic movie theater, popcorn, so we went all out. We did the research, we went on Amazon, we bought the same components the movie theater bought and then yep. we made it at home and it tasted exactly like it. There's no secret sauce that's happening there. And I almost thought there would be like that psychological gap, right, of just like, mm. oh, no, I have to eat it in a movie theater kind of to get that extra, you know, nostalgic feeling. No, Popcorn at the movie theater tastes so good; it transcends any sort of locational uh, bias, right? So you can eat it anywhere. Oh yeah. So I would recommend getting getting like the the yeah. the OG authentic ingredients. Yeah, and, and and
1: I and I totally agree. And I think this is great because it gives me a quick variety on like on the fly, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I I can do like two minutes, two minutes, fifteen seconds. Have this up going, dump it in my bowl, and be watching my movie because uh, we are we'll talk about the movies I watch, but like. um the, the, you may know this, Mike. Living with someone, if you have a bowl of popcorn, it goes away a lot quicker when there's two people mm-hmm. going at it rather than one. So I had to get up and make another bo- bag of popcorn uh in this in in this first movie. But, like, if anyone else has any recommendations on brands, flavors, styles, anything you do with your popcorn to spice it up a little bit, let me know. Let us know because, A, we're snackies, right? We love our snacks. And if it's got a good gimmick, I'll
0: try it. I will try uh, it through and through. Oh, man. I just I, I hopped on Amazon for a second. I oh, looked no. up popcorn machines. Yeah. There is, there is zero lack of popcorn machines. You know, sometimes when you go on Amazon and you look something up, you see, like, the same variation over mm-hmm. and over again with just a different logo slapped onto it. Like, oh, yeah. there is just the the economy around buying popcorn machines is oh, yeah. lucrative.
1: So, wow. So, like, I like the idea that uh, you've probably seen the tall ones, right, that have the wheels mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I never move it around, but it's got storage under it, which I really enjoy, you know, for stuff mm-hmm. like that. Or I'm also looking like, hey – um, do I want to get one of those snack display things and get one of the the tabletop ones? All right, with the the, the oh, that you put yeah. the stuff in. So this sits on top of this. Um, I don't want the fancy newer ones. I don't want the hot air poppers. I don't want any of that stuff. I want the authentic, you know, 1950s looking thing. I'm playing. Let's all go to the
0: lobby while <laughs> I'm making this kind of thing. Right, like I really want to get into that. So. i think i'm looking actually here i think i'm looking at like an authentic popcorn maker in a sense of like it's stainless steel and looks like Mm. it would be behind a counter and i mean it for the price like 340 bucks it's obviously not a cheap appliance by any means but for something that you would see like it at like an amc or a cinemark i feel like it's a good is it the great northern one and it's an it's an old it's wow. an old you know with an e to make it sound fancy oh, and yeah. oldy an, yeah. an oldie midway commercial popcorn machine. Wow. Yeah,
1: the commercial ones are, are nice, but yeah, I, I'm this is something to look at. We we love talking snacks. I love talking popcorn because I got to sit down and watch not one but two movies this weekend. Mike, in a twist of fate here, I was able to watch movie
0: more movies than you for once. Um, yes, and this is where I flash the double red exclamation mark emoji yeah. and pray uh pun intended <laughs> that you do not uh spoil any of these will, movies for me yet because i haven't watched them i will not
1: spoil them so first and foremost i gotta watch praise been on hulu for a week now if you don't know mike you may know this this is a predator movie um mm-hmm. uh, it is in the predator franchise directed by dan trachtenberg of tin cloverfield uh lane fame right um mm-hmm. it stars amber mid from uh, legion uh, set in the comanche nation um you know, Indian nation and predator on Earth. Uh, I will say, um, this is a this is a, a, a for lack of a better this is a good time, Mike. I, I mean, I, I think you know, like I said, I'm eating popcorn, watching prey on on the couch. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's something like I feel you don't want to be on your phone doing anything with because you know there's a lot going on in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, little things here and there. Uh, it's all about hunting. It's all about nature. Uh, it I it, it's very enthralling in in how this movie operates and i think is very true to the predator franchise at least the initial predator franchise right i've seen uh, predator one i've not seen two since i was a kid so i'm not gonna speak to that i've seen predators with adrian brody uh and topher grace i missed the last was it just the predator i believe um,
0: oh the 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 reboot remake thing. Yeah, it's still had, like it's uh, still like a sequel, yet, because it's still the yeah, same writer. I think whatever. it had like Keegan Michael Key and Olivia Munn in it. I think.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was directed by Shane, written and directed by Shane Black. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen this one. I've seen one, three, and five, and I've, I've really um, had a good time with these. Uh, so I, I would recommend again. Praise on Hulu, right? You have Hulu probably already, <laughs> so like you can just go watch this. You don't have to go to the theaters. So. Um, Very, very thrilled for that, Mike. Also expands the Predator mythos a little bit. Um, I I recommend it. Uh, The other movie I was able
0: to catch is still in theaters called Bullet Train. Um, Oh, I want to see this. I want to see this so bad. It feels feels nostalgic in a way, Mm -hmm. right, of... A summer blockbuster hitting theaters that you had no idea existed until you saw the first trailer. Yeah. Because everything now is so franchise based, you know, love it or hate it. It's just how it is. So you know the movie's coming years in advance. I had no idea this was happening. So this is this would be hilarious if this is where you turn and say, Don't go watch it because it's bad after yeah. I just waxed poetically about it. But so what did you think, Chris?
1: This is like you say, a blockbuster film, right? This is something mm-hmm. I really enjoy. I I'm I'm gonna put the preface of there. Don't if if you have to wait till you watch it at home, put your phone away because mm-hmm. this movie comes at you like a bullet train, fast and like furious. <laughs> you you, you
0: right in the movie poster over there? Oh yeah, hundred
1: <laughs> percent. Um, it, I would say this is very much a Guy Ritchie film, um, like like Snatch or like Lockstock, brought to today, set on a bullet, like a literally a Japanese bullet train, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. And that makes it that much more fun because there's stories going on, there's people coming and going. You're just you're getting hit left and right. It's just such a great time. Brad Pitt is just a natural in this. Uh, all the actors and are great. It was directed by David Lich, um, who you know started with John Wick. Right. He also directed uh, Atomic Blonde, Deadpool two, and Hobbs and Shaw, the Fast and Furious movies. So um, this guy knows his action uh, through and through. Um, I, I I think what. I really enjoyed about this again as all the actors but i will give you know even though we we give sony hell for all their movies um the actor or i guess the musician bad bunny is in this right um he does a amazing job in his role mike as as the character you you're introduced to him in here so um, Isn't Wasn't
0: he rumored to do something Marvel
1: or DC? Well, it, it, it was Sony. It was the El Muerte. Uh, the oh, yeah, spell. that's right. So mm-hmm. ev- like, even though I don't like Sony, he is a great actor, and he's just such a fun time to watch in this. Um, but it, it is just um, – it, it's it's very fun, very, very exciting, very action-filled. A lot of stuff going on here. Uh, love all the characters going on. And, um, you know, uh, I, I can't say – I'm trying not to – there's not really a way to spoil this – but it is just uh, a lot going on, and you, and you don't know what happens until the end, and it's really fun. So I, if you get a chance to see Bullet Train in theaters, I recommend it. If you have to wait till home, again, put your phone down because you're going to want to catch everything going on in here because everything is relevant to the story as it moves through it. So um, kudos to that. Uh, now, the other thing I, I, I didn't get to watch it was actually on my list, Mike, here uh, is, is the movie you got to watch. So tell us a little bit more about what you got to see this weekend and where we can find
0: it at. <laughs> Yes, the film is uh, brilliantly titled Shark Side of the Moon. If you're Mm -hmm. familiar with the studio The Asylum, who has brought you such films as Sharknado and any other film where two giant animals fight each other, uh, you'll be able to sit down and watch the new film Shark Side of the Moon on Tubi. Which, if you're not familiar, it's a free, ad-supported streaming service that you don't even need to make an account for. Like you just download the app and you just mm-hmm. search Shark Sh- Shark Side of the Moon and you can just start watching it. Uh, soundboarding this mainly because uh, I have two really close friends by the name of Ryan Ebert and Anna Rasmussen that wrote the film. Uh, they've uh, written other Asylum movies before, so they're close friends. So it was fun. They've been uh, they've been promoting it. All week on their social media accounts, and so it's just I feel like I've 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 been in the Shark Side of the Moon influencing sphere uh, in in my uh, local uh, kind of social media group. So it's been kind of fun uh, getting hyped for it. It's just it's the perfect type of film. It's exactly what you think the title is: Shark Side of the Moon. You're gonna go in, have some beer, have some pizza, hang out with friends while you watch it. It, It's just it's a it's a a hilarious (laughs) time. Uh, seeing sharks put on the other side of the moon. Well, I guess the dark side of the moon, right? But it's technically now the shark side of the moon. But if you're just looking for a dumb fun time, go check it out. Uh, I have friends that would really, truly appreciate it. It's silly. It's goofy. uh, It's a great time. Uh, I I love seeing the special effects, right? Uh, Just because some inside baseball, uh, they're trying to make these movies as fast as possible because the asylum puts out like literally I think at one point in time like a hundred movies a year or yeah. something like that right no other studio out there like gets more than like a dozen out there and that's with like different fractions of just like well it's so, Sony put out like eight movies and then Columbia put out four movies you know so we're, we got twelve like no they're cranking out films so it's just great to see what they can achieve with the constraints that they have so uh, go check out Shark Side of the Moon <laughs> you're just looking yeah. for a well, laugh and a good time
1: Right, and and the other thing is, you know, uh, not necessarily, you know, in this situation, is that these movies are parodies of other ones, right? Like, that's where you see, like, coming out. I'm pretty sure the Asylum, didn't they do uh, Top Gunner Danger Zone, which is like...
0: Oh, if they didn't, it sounds like they did. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you. Um,
1: <laughs> they did, like, a Thor God of Thunder as well. Like, oh, this yeah,
0: Thor is ripe for uh for bootlegs Mm -hmm. because nobody owns the name thor like he's it's just like if the mcu decided to make a character called god or jesus right like well anybody can make a movie entitled jesus so uh yeah that's hilarious yeah
1: and so so yeah i know i know ryan and and i've I've met them um so fantastic for them i'm glad they got a uh something on tubi that's 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 uh is it to be or not to be is that where the name comes from We've had enough puns with oh, the title man. of the movie. <laughs> well, it's, I'm a shotgun effect here. Like, if I, if, I, if I just keep putting them out there, one will stick eventually. Um, but, yes, Shark Side of the Moon, a pun in and of itself of Dark Side of the Moon. Guys, check it out. It's on Tubi. Uh, like Mike said, free app. He even tested it while we were on the call earlier. He's like, I don't need to even log in. It's just watch it right yeah. here. So, awesome let's jump into the 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 main i think this is probably maybe the main story this week um Mm -hmm. and and it's going to require some talking up top but i think it's one of the most interesting things here because as mike says literally every week every week mike what do you say on the show (laughs)
0: Well, I, I wish I could uh, hire a lawyer what, to tell us what's going on in, <laughs> in like, these yes. contracts. It's like, wait, what do I say? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. this about the? Is this about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie yeah, that Michael Bay never made the third one? Yeah, the third one that you
1: keep. <laughs> he's he's out there lobbying. He's got he's got at least a, you know five signatures on change.org for Team and T three. Yeah, um, they're all mine. But the Hulk, the Hulk um, has distribution rights with. Uh, Universal and Marvel, right? This is why you don't see the Hulk in Disney Plus. This is why you don't see it um, usually in box sets, or you know, mm-hmm. if it's released, it's th- it's not released with the same look as all the other Marvel movies. I believe they they made a couple, um, you know, deals to include it in like the Phase One box set or the, like the whole Infinity Saga sets. But it's very rarely do you see this movie um, get the same treatment the Marvel says because Universal has the distribution rights. So. Uh, when an article or, I guess, our um, news popped up earlier this week that someone has found evidence from old SEC filings that point to Universal's Hulk distribution agreement ending in June of 2023. Well, my ear is perked up, and I had to send this yes. to you. Yes, right yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. This is my favorite kind of news. I love it when we talk about this stuff on the show because it's, like, the truth or the secret, like, hiding in plain sight. And it's always so funny because there is, like, an unlimited amount of of mcu marvel fans out there right but just nobody happened to kind of like look in this specific direction so i just i just love out that like a corporation can put as much secrecy as they want into something but eventually some sort of legal action has to happen right you know like the day before the comic-con announcement this year Mm -hmm. a lot of those titles were the copyrights were like registered over in like the uk or something like that and that's how we picked that up so I just love it when this is how the tidbits fall. It's almost kind of similar to how we get leaks of stuff when it comes out as a toy, right? It's just oh, like yeah. these yeah. companies get so big and, like, the machine to make these movies becomes so large that you just can't – you just can't survey every little nook and right. cranny. And then yeah. that's where the rats sneak in. <laughs> right. And I guess the other part of this is, you know,
1: what what makes me hurt the most is looking at this is um, – just to just kind of read here universal has agreed to distribute marvel's film the incredible hulk and sequels on essentially the same terms and those which paramount has agreed to distribute other films paramount has done like every other film up until what the avengers and i think it was shared avengers disney right whenever disney bought them after that paramount was done but you know the hulk still exists in the universal realm uh, as a degree but mm-hmm. like it says here uh, paramount shall have the rights to exercise paramount distribution rights with respect to each picture for an initial period of 15 years by next year, the Hulk will have been out for 15 fucking years, Mike. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, if that doesn't make me feel old, I don't know what does. <laughs> like, like, literally, like, right now, sitting at 14 years. So, um, so the, A, the, the, the Incredible Hulk is an interesting movie in the MCU uh, I guess echelon of films. Number one, mm-hmm. it was it literally came out two months after Iron Man. So like these were both the first two movies. The third one was supposed to be Ant Man, um, which never came to fruition. But Iron Man and the Hulk are what Marvel banked their MCU on. Um, the The Incredible Hulk, um, as I've talked, is really the first movie that also points to a connected cinematic universe. Correct? Like the first mm-hmm. Iron Man is enough by itself. This one actually includes references to shield references to um everything else going on and it actually includes robert downey jr showing up at the end of this movie and saying hey you know i heard you got a hulk problem and you're like oh my mm-hmm. god he was already in this movie two months ago that everybody loved like we got we got to pull this together this is fantastic the other part of this is it is one of the only original actors to never make another movie again with, with Marvel.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, right? So when you when you think that, you know, Feige is about to have, like, this new tool of, like, a Hulk movie, right? You you know, the wheels start to spin, and you start to go, well, eventually, right, we, we are going to, like, Sunset, Hemsworth, and um, – uh, Oh, God, why can't I think of the uh, – ruffalo yeah we we gotta eventually these actors are gonna want to retire go on and do something else or at least minimize their roles we we gotta like send their characters off into the sunset in some way right and you don't want the hulk to the to do that in like you know a streaming series or at least like a team-up movie right you know his name's not even in it yeah you want his name on the title. Uh, so I, I, like that we now have this option coming up, but at the same time, you know, Ruffalo seems like a fun guy and he's pretty much physically been removed from the filmmaking process. He's just like a CG character now, which I, I don't hate, you know, I yeah. mean, I think that's really cool that the Hulk is just big well, and green and can smash stuff yeah. whenever he wants well, now. Partially um,
1: we, we have seen him in this human form more lately. So we're oh, learn about Oh yeah, that.
0: with some of the with some of the post credits scenes. Yeah. That's right. So I mean, if he wanted to just keep doing this character for years and years and years, he could get away with it and even, you know, if he starts to age out of the role, which actually that's a benefit too though because the Hulk, if I remember correctly in the comic books, is kind of canonically aged right you know mm-hmm. there's versions of like the hulk with like a gray beard and stuff yeah, like that it, so yeah. he can live I think forever they, kind of thing yeah yeah so the character is still allowed to like age in a way but this is a long way of saying like it does feel like the hulk is kind of building to something right you know we're about she hulk's about to come yeah, out this she, week she hulk yeah that's that's the big yeah. thing like we're, they're not just doing the hulk um they're they're including she hulk which is you know yeah.
1: again the cousin to Hulk, and what, what what does this mean at the end of the day?
0: Yeah, and there's so much Hulk stuff still left on the table that they haven't been able to touch it, yep. right? We haven't seen a Red Hulk, yep. a Grey Hulk, Abomination's only shown hey, up one and a quarter times, we, we've right? Not,
1: we've not had a World War Hulk, which I think a lot of people are, are knocking at the door to, to, to get at, right? Like, yeah. like we uh, want World War Hulk.
0: Yeah, and I mean, come on, a cinematic experience in theaters with a couple of Hulks just smashing mm-hmm. stuff just sounds like a great... Yeah. A wonderful time So yeah Now I, I would say The most immediate question Is Right Going to be That phase six timeline Which we get to see Hopefully filled out At D3 right. Do we get to see An announcement Of a Hulk movie In there At some point in time yeah. Because we, we We saw the announcement About Or at least the The news of the X-Men Not being yes. able to be Named or cast Because of legalese For uh, For just a couple more months I think Yeah Um but are they able to announce a Hulk movie, right? right? Because they technically wouldn't be distributing it, right, for at least a couple more years, and you know that would come up. But like that would be that would be so exciting, right? Yeah. To be like sitting to be sitting down in that um in that amphitheater, and then they show a Hulk logo up there oh, yeah. as a film, and then like oh the cast comes well, out. Oh man, that'd be great. Well, that'd be it, so cool. Even if
1: they don't bring the cast out, right? Like it's still like. You know, that's kind of... She-Hulk will have been going for a couple weeks, right? We'll, we'll have mm-hmm. known what's kind of going on there. They bring out, hey, we're going to do... For, for This is just rumor, a World War Hulk movie, right? Or something like that. Planet Hulk. Uh, and we get She-Hulk and Hulk in a movie. Like, you know, they're bringing um, Tatiana Maslani's character into a bigger Hulk role. Um, what I would love to see from this is, you know, a version, the maestro version of the Hulk. You're familiar with him, the... The one who's bald and has the big beard that you were talking about.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So there's that again. You mentioned Red Hulk. You mentioned you know he's got a son, Scar, who- who's also a Hulk, right? So um, you know we again. I don't think She-Hulk is included in these rights when they talk about the Hulk rights. Just the Incredible Hulk in sequels. So. I, again i i'm gonna lean that they're probably not going to announce a hulk movie i don't know how announcements affect you know contractual rights that's why we wish we had a lawyer at this point mm-hmm. in our, <laughs> our tenure but it would be fantastic to see this kind of build off because again he was a huge part in ragnarok right like other than um well after the avengers he didn't show up until avengers 2 uh and then he didn't show up again until ragnarok right so like the Hulk has kind of been sidelined for a lot of the MCU um yep. since that thing he was huge during Infinity War um right that that was that was uh, not Infinity War in game right as Professor mm-hmm. Hulk but you know we can only have so much fun with a
0: Professor Hulk
1: like wh- how, where's where's the rage monster at
0: how do we realistically get the Hulk in a 1920s gangster suit Ooh. uh how do, how do we make that happen it's a skin yeah. that's available in video games yeah, yeah. in from the comic books. Mr. Fixit is
1: his name actually. Joe yeah, Fixit. I
0: mean I mean I could you you could see it as a one off joke really easily, right? You know, it's a little montage of him playing like dress up or something mm-hmm. for a second, and then he pops up in a gangster suit. We'd all have a we'd all have a laugh, right? But yeah. is there any way we can make it a scene? Well, that would it, be so funny. <laughs>
1: what I think is is interesting about um you know what we don't get She Hulk is not two separate people, right? She's just still jessica or jennifer walters who turns into Mm -hmm. a hulk right but bruce and the hulk are two personas in and of itself so are there extra hulk personas inside of him and maybe we play on the psyche of it right like he's battling not just his rage hulk but like the mr fix it gangster hulk the maestro Mm -hmm. hulk
0: whatever i don't know um that's definitely something I'm looking up different versions of the Hulk and I oh, found yeah. an art I found an article about lesser known Hulks. Yeah. There's one called Infernal Hulk that has like demon horns. It looked like it yeah. just climbed out of like hell. So, it's awesome. <laughs> there's a recent
1: Hulk series, um, I think maybe even written by Donny Cates, I could be wrong here, where it goes through like he is battling different Hulk personas inside of him trying to take control, trying to figure out who is like the primal Hulk, the the
0: origin Hulk of like Who's the worst of them all? And I mean, you could even take it out of the psychological realm yeah. and make it just multiversal. Multiversal. Right? That we was going like to say. Like we we know we yeah. know we're building up to a battle world. Yes. And you what, know, there's gonna be hulks from other yeah. universes.
1: And one of the battle worlds in the 2015 thing is actually a Hulk area. Like literally, everyone in this is, is Hulk. Oh my god! And that's the movie. Yeah, it, it's and then do you, if you remember? I don't know if you ever read Old Man Logan or not. Oh yeah, he's literally going across. He's carrying a Hulk baby across the wastelands with him. Like literally, mm-hmm. the the future. Imagine maybe correct me if well, multiversal, but like also like maybe a different timeline. Like a Maestro future Hulk comes back in time, mm-hmm. and so we have to get our Hulk versus a Maestro Hulk, like oh, kind of my thing. God.
0: The- the possibilities... I feel like yeah. my brain has just not been given permission to yeah. think you can't about what the future... You rights, Mike. These, <laughs> yeah. my, these thoughts, don't distribute them. Universal knocks on my bedroom at night when I'm yeah. dreaming. It's like, no, 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 no. You're not allowed to think about the Hulk. We have control over that. Which yeah. is hilarious because they haven't really been doing anything with it. Because they no, can't. Yeah, yeah. All they can do is... It's that weird sliver of Hollywood where back in the day, you needed somebody with the skills to distribute something. Which is hilarious now because that's just called the publish button on the internet, right? Anybody, I could be the distributor for Marvel if they wanted me to. I'll just upload the movie to my Twitter account. So it's just, it's funny. These deals won't really exist anymore in the future. I think they're more readily... Out there for TV shows because there's a lot more yeah. cross-pollinations with studios there. But yeah, this anyway, if this rumor is true, if this is great, we'll get confirmation yeah. sooner or later, right? Because uh, I feel like they really want to expand this Hulk universe, which means they're going to have to dip into a yeah. film sooner rather than later. So,
1: it, it, 100%. And if you're looking for the stuff, we have linked the Reddit article with links to literally the SEC government site archives um so you can take a look at them read them through yourselves. Uh, i kind of breeze through them i'm like yep this this makes sense to me um because it's very much universal was just a clone of the paramount um settings not necessarily its own separate unique agreement at the end of the day mm-hmm. so um if, if paramount ends in next year not that paramount has ever been a problem is, is paramount owned by anybody where they bought I no, I
0: think Paramount's one of those last kind of few uh, studios. Well, not even few; like well, they're Param- kind of just like it's like a medium studio, right? Because you know they're connected to Viacom and Paramount Plus in a way. Yeah. But now they have one of the biggest movies of all time, Top Gun. I'm sure Tom Cruise has always had an infinite open-ended deal with Paramount, but now it's gotten probably even more flexible, right? So yeah. we'll be seeing okay. more Paramount and Tom Cruise. Okay,
1: so I found so in 2013, Disney. Purchased the distribution rights for those phase one Marvel movies. Um, Mm -hmm. Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, and Captain America. So that's, I'm like, why is Paramount Paramount not like throwing their hat in this ring, right? Um, But because Disney was like, yeah, the hell with you, we're going to buy them right out. Like, what's your your price? We'll buy them.
0: (laughs) paramount unfortunately probably used all that money to try to get that uh halo franchise off the Mm -hmm. ground which Mm -hmm. not working too well no
1: no they got a season two coming uh we'll give them that uh they paid Stephen king's royal or not steven king steven spielberg's royalties
0: to come in and Provides feedback. Uh, early Bless on. the script. Yeah. It's like Stephen, you got to open it up and read it. No, no, no. I'm just no. blessing it. I'm like the Pope.
1: Yeah. Well, ex- except he's Jewish. So, so ex- whatever the equivalent of that is in his religion. Yeah. What's the Jewish Pope? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Somebody out there with more knowledge, please tell me. Yes. Please tell <laughs> us.
1: We don't want to offend anybody. Uh, yet, the show is still young.
0: Alright, let's move on, Mike, unless you have any questions or anything else about that. Um, I know. I mean this is basically tangentially related. So. Oh, my
1: gosh. The next thing this week we get our first episode of She-Hulk on Disney Plus. Very excited. Hey, She-Hulk. Yes, yeah, so this is um there there are two vocal minorities out there, the people who hated the CGI, but it's gotten better, right? In the in the, the mm. following trailers. And then people who just hate women superheroes. Uh, which looks <laughs> like this is, you know, very much a women superhero focused uh, show. Um, but I'm very excited for this. To hell with them. Uh, more MCU. I believe Mark Ruffalo might be in this first episode, Mike, as well. Um, from what I've heard, I've, I've like literally avoided all
0: TV spots, commercials, anything. This, I've seen. This is is this eight episodes right? Nine, not I, six. nine, ep- nine we, episodes of half an episode. Week. Yeah, great. So we got nine nine weeks uh, of this, and it's Thursday, not Wednesday. Correct. It is Thursdays but, now. Um, th- go Thursday. With gotcha. Gotcha. See, I was confused because, Chris, to tie yeah. into our next topic here of I Am Groot, I sat down to watch She-Hulk last week because mm-hmm. I thought it came out last week. Yeah. I opened up Disney Plus to be uh, to be in- inundated with yeah. I Am Groot shorts because they're not even listed as one thing. They're like each short has its own like, yeah. little poster on Disney Plus. So uh, I begrudgingly watched the first episode of I Am Groot. Not because I look, wasn't looking forward to it, but I thought I was turning on you, my TV to yeah. watch She-Hulk. That's and like, I was like, no, it's Groot! <laughs> that's like that's like opening a regular drink and
1: getting a diet on accident kind of thing. Yeah.
0: You're not mad, but you're like, oh, this is not what I was, was expecting. Was, yeah, it wasn't what I expected. Yeah. So at least well, I'll get She-Hulk this week. Yeah. Uh, I guess you can be tied it over uh, with I Am Groot mm-hmm. until... Well, she-Hulk lands. Yeah.
1: Well, just real quick before we get off She-Hulk. Remember, these are 30-minute episodes um, mm-hmm. or less. Like There's there's a little window here when they say 30 minutes. It's not exactly 30 minutes. Um, so for everyone to be prepared, these are short episodes. They're going to breeze through like WandaVision did. So um, you know we're going to be getting this for the next nine weeks around those 30-minute um, episodes. I know this is
0: a... I know this is a silly little complaint, uh, but I would love some uniformity of when I am to expect a post-credit scene mm-hmm. on a yep. Disney Plus Marvel show. I have no idea when they're coming. I thought it was—I thought we were only going to be seeing them at the end of the last episode, and then they started to creep in earlier. Yeah, and then sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. Can, it's can just like confusing. A, like, a,
1: like you know how they have like those warnings at the beginning of an episode. <laughs> Warning: There is a post-credit scene at the end of this episode. You're not turn it Yeah.
0: Off. I mean, it's not like I'm bouncing, yeah. but, like, I feel like I've been trained in a Marvel movie, right, to be like, oh, after I get this ending, I get another fun tease, so now I'm excited yeah. for it. So uh, Disney Plus show will end, and I'm looking for the tease, and I don't get it, and I'm just like, oh, man, that's yeah. no fun. <laughs> and,
1: well, and I would also say, and and this is no no fault of, of anyone's um, – it's actually a great – these Disney Plus shows have longer credits because they credit literally every different language, right? Every region this is in, in one mm-hmm. show. So I'm like, this is really long. How, what, is there something at the end? And <laughs> I just kind of, you know, fast forward through it. I'm like, oh, it's just credits. Um, yeah, it's and just it's fine. <laughs> great great, great for people to,
0: you know, I want them to be credited, but I'm like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah. The way, and then so. it, and then it's even a little extra confusing because I watch a lot of TV and there's already built-in TV kind of language where tv was kind of doing post-credit scenes before movies ever did they were called stingers Mm -hmm. it was where you would wrap up like your story then you would throw a little stinger at the end of your episode to get people to tune in next week and that's that's essentially what a post-credit scene is so it's like sometimes there is a stinger sometimes there isn't it's just confusing that's all just just give me the proper expectations please and i would
1: also say you know um they, they do the trailer for the next episode the next day, right, on Disney Plus now. Like, you don't get to see that trailer for the next one until, like, the next mm-hmm. day. Um, so I, I wish that was kind of tagged on the end of the, the, the episode myself. But we'll see how She-Hulk does. Um, we've not really had a straight comedy series, right, yet. This is a new genre for, for the MCU Disney Plus shows um, with, you know, a similar episode, Count of WandaVision. so um, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, Iron Fist was pretty funny, but for a different reason don't
1: even know if it was funny but that's also (laughs) netflix i blame somebody else for that entirely anyway speaking of funny shows i am groot was out this week mike uh, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned and these are interesting because i watched them out of order um because one of these shorts is literally in between guardians 1 and guardians 2 that's called groot's Mm -hmm. first steps which i should have known but that's not the first one they showed me um the
0: first one is like where it's the creatures that live under the rock right
1: well, if you click on it, yes. one, that's not number one. The number one one is because 'cause you've only seen one of these five, right? Yeah, I've
0: just I've just seen the, the one where he plays God. Yeah, so literally the first one chronologically
1: is him in his cup after dancing at the end of Guardians One, that oh, that okay. version of the group. And then he gets, you know, taken care of by these machines and becomes a group that we know. So what, what is that journey for him to get out of the, the pot into onto his feet? Uh, kind of thing. Oh. So
0: I need to go watch that one. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're
1: shorts, but like it, it's still just chronologically
0: yeah i i've still i've not really been able to pivot my brain into shorts on disney i mean i get it i love shorts but i feel like i've always been spoon spoon fed them right Mm -hmm. like in front of a movie where i didn't really have a choice and i've always enjoyed them but i've just never really seeked them out yeah uh the other week we did watch a couple of the baymax shorts Mm -hmm. which was interesting because i haven't engaged with big hero six in years right like since the movie came out so like i was like do I even want to watch these anymore? Yeah. And then I was like, Oh no! I remember Baymax is a wonderful character. Yeah. he's a goofy idiot, and I love it. So uh, the Baymax shorts, I could recommend those. I haven't mm. watched them all yet, but they're they're just nice little contained stories. They're just they're just nice. Disney
1: does <laughs> one of my favorites. There was a Mickey Mouse um, shorts they showed at Disney World, and then they also put them on Disney Plus and YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. like, I think like five seasons were Like these are award winning shorts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love Disney short, like the way they, they do those mini, I wouldn't say they're like, they're like Looney Tune length, but they're like, they're mm-hmm. not as zany as Looney Tunes. I actually really enjoy them. And, and the group ones, I thoroughly enjoy how beautiful these things are. And like, you mentioned that first episode that you watched, right. That we've seen where he's like fighting, I guess a little aphids or whatever. Yeah. Um, he's like feeding them and they're like fighting him is, is, is really funny because like, it, it shows like he's a little bitty dude to begin with. And then he's like, these are even littler than him. And what's that look like? So I think it's a beautiful
0: series. Have you um, have you seen uh, all of the shorts? Yes, I have. I, yeah, we watched the under twenty minutes to watch them all. Do you, are they all computer generated? Yeah, or they're there all any, this. Like, they're li- all no. They're all this way. Um, okay, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if any live action characters kind of well, popped their head at. There at any point are
1: there yes yes there okay. is okay. So you Great. will get more than just grouped. Um, okay. So. Um, so the very last one, and just so you watch them, more, is called Groot's Magnum Opus, um, mm-hmm. which is the the one you should watch last um, because gotcha. it it actually takes place after Guardians two on that big ship that they run away in at the end because mm-hmm. like, Milano was um, isn't there or whatever. So um, thoroughly enjoy these sh- these are
0: these are hilarious little things you can and end digest. Them they're or like. Whatever. And they're, like, the shortiest shorts that have ever shorted. They yeah. they are very fast. Like, the Baymax shorts, are, I think, are at least, like, 9 to 10 minutes. I think oh, yeah. these are, like, less than 5. Oh, yeah.
1: These are what similar to the Pixar shorts you would see before a movie, right? This is about that yeah. length. If not You shorter. could... S-
0: you could scroll past one of these uh, in TikTok, and yeah. it, you could it would easily hold your attention until you scroll to the next yeah. one. Yeah, very, which is probably the intention.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and I I think these were fun. Uh, again, you don't have to watch them to know what's going on, but by gosh, there are some really good moments in here, Mike. I think you'd enjoy. So, um, if I recommend anybody, who, um, kids will love them. Uh, again, uh, what's what's cuter than than a baby Yoda, a baby group? So. Um, and then I also looked at all the credits. Vin Diesel does the I am group for every episode. He they they, they come He records his lines for everything. They don't just re- reuse any of them. So, because um, I I think it was funny because there's that one the one you watch, Mike. There's like they do that like 23 minutes later, kind of like the SpongeBob thing does, and he's still like mm-hmm. yelling and pouting kind of thing. I was like, ah, oh, that's fun. This is this is entertaining. Uh, this is how a child would act. So. All right, moving on. Uh, this is one some of my favorite photos. If you, have, if you don't know this, uh, everyone should. We have all of our links in our show notes every week, um, either at mm-hmm. SuperheroSlate.com or in your podcast app. You scroll down, you'll see your notes. This is stuff you're going to want to see because I feel like this is probably the most revealing thing
0: we've seen out of the Ironheart series to date, Mike. Yeah, um, this be, is this is pretty shocking because before this we were just operating off of concept art of like a beta version from of from the Black suit, Panther, right? right? From yeah, from, just from like Black bits Panther. and bobs. Like I feel like this kind of like hit me hard and fast, almost to the sense of I forgot about it until yeah. we just started talking so, about it.
1: So we have, uh, if you look up the 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 character Ironheart, you're gonna see a very like petite, well, almost pink and yellow and red like Iron Man armor, right, flying around. Kind of um, looks
0: a little bit like the rescue suit that yeah. we saw in um In-game. Uh, so whenever
1: we say you're going to get your first look at the Ironheart Mark whatever armor this is, you are mm-hmm. not going to believe what the hell you're looking at right here. Um, because yeah, I would
0: almost I, say this is almost Gundam level, Mike. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would say maybe we could consider this like maybe Mark 2 if kind yeah. of like the, the piecemeal suit is kind of Mark 1. Well. If you if you take a look at this and and you bring a piecemeal, this is like if you look at her knees in this, those are different knees. So this is I would say piecemeal part two. (laughs) Yeah, it's it it is. This is crazy. So just like to kind of look at it, it looks like we're getting kind of like a top-down paparazzi shot from it, right? So you do get to kind of see it in full, but the face mask looks extra angry. Like it has very like evil eyebrows and. It looks like it does it look like below the kind of like the 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 nose of the mask? Is that open? Do you yeah, think so, maybe we're going to be seeing Ironheart's mouth?
1: No, this. So this is so there are there's another photo I didn't include here. It shows um, the character with the CG suit um, mm-hmm. and she has the mask above her head. I think they're going to close that in. I think this is just for modeling here uh,
0: or maybe or maybe there's a uh, spots for maybe they're doing this feature where maybe the mask will yeah. slide up partially yeah. so you can kind of see the mouth emote yeah, so you can kind of see the human underneath it yeah because the one i saw
1: with with the actress and it, it looks like the original iron man where the helmet goes up it doesn't disintegrate kind of thing she's not using mm-hmm. she's not using nanotechnology. <laughs> And, and just so everyone – this looks more like a war machine armor for everyone
0: to look like, at this. Yes, Elizabeth, exactly, but. especially with, like, the asymmetric, like, shoulders and things yep. like that.
1: Yeah, the, the shoulders, the knees. I can't tell if that's red paint or blood on her, one of the two. <laughs> um, the, the foot looks like paint, but, like, the chest looks like blood liquid, right, like kind of things. Yeah. She's got a big I'm... gun on her right wrist. Is that
0: a shield – like, an America-painted shield on her left
1: wrist there? Yeah a little bit? Or is that just yeah, red and blue?
0: Yeah, maybe slightly. I do see a tinge of blue. It's hard to say if this is a gun or if yeah. it's maybe like a laser beam that might be maybe a little bit more kid-friendly <laughs> on a Disney Plus show. Um, it's hard to say. The suit looks rad. It looks totally drastically oh. different from what we see in the comic books. But yeah. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if they... If they pivot pretty far from the comics Because I never engaged in, in, in any, of the, um, any of the story that already exists But what I've been seeing out there online Is that it's not necessarily that the character is bad But I guess just the stories have not been super engaging mm-hmm. So I've actually seen a lot of positive feedback from the internet Where they're just like We're, we're excited to see them almost improve upon What the comics started off so I don't know if like the storylines improve over time if you're reading like an well, issue or a trade. I would also, uh, say, but it's.
1: What I was gonna also say? Like her story involves Iron Man, you know, three Ds, like kind of guiding her, like a like a like a hologram of Iron Man, like Tony Stark mm-hmm. is guiding her. And this, it sounds like her origin is Wakanda based, right, rather than actual Iron Man based. So I I believe they're pivoting quite quite hard <laughs> for this.
0: Yeah, I I wonder if maybe because if this is kind of like wakanda in root right if she does need like a mentor in a way that is connected in some way to tony what if it's like jarvis right mm-hmm. you know oh slash vision like they were trying to like you know mechanically like remove that infinity stone from vision you know maybe they were like downloading a copy of his brain or maybe they have some something there right where yeah. they have a little bit of jarvis in her suit and that you know they yeah. can you know, sync up there. That would be fun. Well, I mean, we we all love Paul Bettany in any any way we can get him.
1: Right, and and what we know from again, Wakanda is they're a nation who's mostly ready for war at any given moment. Right, they're more brutal, mm-hmm. a little more, I guess, I guess ferocious in, in what they're doing. Right, whereas Iron Man is like, I want to make a shield around the world. They're more like, I want to make a sword for the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and this looks like a very much a battle ready suit. Like, she's about she's about ready to go ham on somebody in the streets in the suit yeah um, and reasons. and
0: it and is it this person in a red cloak yes. and a pistol
1: <laughs> so the next picture we get is actor anthony ramos uh in his role confirming the hood is the villain for this and we've talked about the hood before mike i don't know if you remember what the hood does of <laughs> or, course or i don't you. of course i don't remember <laughs> yeah. so the hood literally he just has a magic red hood that is empowered him i believe by dormammu himself um so he's not just firing a regular gun. Like he, he's able to do magic stuff with this. He's a little more impervious. He's not just to do with the gun, but like this is.
0: If you Google the Hood, Marvel
1: Mike, right now, tell me mm-hmm. if this does not look exactly like him.
0: Um, I mean, along the way. I have to say, it's not exactly difficult to pull off. That's for sure. Yeah. Like if this character kind of hits the zeitgeist just right, this is going to be a very easy Halloween costume or cosplay yep. to pull off. That's for sure. You know, just make sure you check in at the booth at the beginning of the convention your center. Guns? You're going to need to you need to tag those guns. Yeah. Uh, right. But uh, it is interesting, right? I, I always love how they figure out the origins of characters in the mcu right yes. it feels like this one the lift isn't too heavy you know yeah. if you're just looking for a magically imbued item it, i feel like they've done it, a lot of the legwork yeah. for magic in the mcu already
1: well, the other part of this makes it interesting is if he's magic and she's tech like we've never really had a magic versus tech battle before right like this mm-hmm. is this is going to be a new new era and i think that's a very pivoting um or i guess not pivoting riveting catch for this it's not just she's yeah. not fighting a, a a color change version of her which would be armor wars she's fighting a magically imbued gangster who can he's not just firing he's he can also fire
0: magic bolts and do kind of stuff like that so like yeah. very interesting in, in my book now the the x factor here now that i'm looking through uh google images for the hood because this is what we do on the show now yes. is i just do my research live he's doing a live. Is uh, there's a lot of imagery here where he kind of transforms into this like grotesque monster underneath the hood where his entire cranium kind of turns into a jaw and he's got like a long like venom like tongue. So I hope we get to see that transformation at some point in time because that would be sick. Uh, It looks really cool. But, yeah, I wonder if this is going to be a main antagonist. How long will the the hood stick around? Will they translate to other movies or shows into the future? We shall see.
1: Here's the thing I didn't add until today, Mike, because this is a rumor, um, very, very new rumor based on filming, is that that the hood – Will be also empowered or trained or given this by Agatha Harkness, who we know is getting a show later on in Disney
0: Plus. Mm, I mean, she's got a she's got an axe to grind, right? I don't remember if it was you that told me or if maybe I saw it out there online, but you know, if the Scarlet Witch is indeed incapacitated yes. or vanished, you know, the spell theoretically on Agatha should be lifted, right? Yep. Um, so she could be out there on a revenge tour. Yeah. Uh, just uh, given anything to anybody that has an axe to grind. You right. Know? And,
1: and she will be, I believe the, you know, if, if we're looking for evil magic items, she would be the person to go to, right? Like she would know mm-hmm. evil magic items, Um. you know, possibly more than Baron Murdo's is not really evil. He just says no more magic. So, I think he'd work against her, but yeah, like, if she's unchecked, untapped now, uh, like, we're going to see her some more.
0: Well, also, Baron Mordo's decapitated, so I don't think he's uh, doing much of anything right now. <laughs> only, only in deleted scenes, and we know last week deleted scenes don't count, sadly. So, well, maybe maybe they magically preserved his head, you know, like Futurama, yeah. put him in a jar. Well, they, they did with Ant-Man
1: in What If. Mm-hmm. Remember?
0: Uh, the zombie that's Ant- true. Ant-Man. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You are right. He was in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: uh yeah i know i know my marvel so ironheart literally take a look at these photos give us your feedback i'm just i'm my mind is blown. i'm surprised they're going so different but also very thrilled that they're going so different yeah
0: i i I have a strong feeling though just like every suit in the mcu as the character progresses the suit will transform and slim get more you know get more aerodynamic
1: And and if she's working with, you know, Shuri, it will probably get more nanotechnology as they move towards that. Mm -hmm. too. So, yeah, take a look at that. Uh, We know right now the Echo Show is filming and the newest photos show Vince D'Onofrio back on set as Kingpin to appease everyone who didn't like him in his, you know, uh, Hawaiian shirt. He is back in his classic white outfit looking grumpy as hell. But bam! Did he bulk up for this role again? Um, <laughs> this is this is your big boy kingpin, Mike. This is this isn't your little guy kingpin. This is your big boy kingpin, and he's on a mission. It looks like.
0: Yeah, I don't know if Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, I don't remember what his hair situation was like before he started playing the Kingpin, but it must be nice to have a reason to have a bald head, right? Mm-hmm. Because you just like, oh, this is great. I just wake up every day, don't even need shampoo. Yeah. Just rinse my scalp, and I'm I'm good to go. Yeah, the savings, uh, the savings. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is just a, a one more opportunity to put it out there in the world that Chris and I have two different prevailing theories yes. with what happened to Kingpin after the Hawkeye series chris is under the notion that echo has deafened the man uh, with a a gunshot to his ears uh, which poetically works with the story Uh, i'm not saying it's a bad theory but my theory is that uh it was daredevil that jumped down that possibly kicked or knocked the gun away as it was firing and Mm. maybe that's how we're introducing the character because daredevil is a man of justice and law and wouldn't just let kingpin get murdered in the
1: street at the end of the day i think we both agree and this confirms he wasn't shot in the head uh, yeah, they exactly. did not he shoot dead. Kingpin. <laughs> uh, he's not dead, and he doesn't have an eye patch, right? Uh, or like a, mm-hmm. uh, like any kind of maiming or scar. So I think we are both under that impression. Like, what either way it goes, he's he's obviously going to be back in this. He's going to be in Kingpin or Daredevil: Born Again as Kingpin, um, a character that just keeps on giving.
0: Here, right, also oh, like, fantastic, and just so everybody doesn't forget about my f- most favorite theory that I invented last week. Oh, god, this kingpin when he dreams, he dreams in Netflix, kingpin yeah, that is canon, fan. he is dreaming Netflix TV shows. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that means exactly. <laughs> but he is dreaming him Look, himself getting his ass beat already.
1: Nobody nobody knows what you mean, Mike, and that's fine. You, you,
0: everybody knows.
1: Everybody dreams in uh, in Netflix. That's what we all do. But speaking of Disney Plus, before we shift gears here, um, there's new prices coming for Disney Plus. Uh, it's now <laughs> it's coming out on the three year anniversary of the service. So for those of us who pay prepaid for three years, we have to we have to choose a new path going forward. Um, so currently the price is $7.99 without ads. This is going away. Um, they're doing a $7.99 with ads. So they said about four or is it like, I forget how, long, how many ads they said per hour. Um, but you're essentially getting like a Hulu with ads version, right? Um, on your Disney Plus, if you keep at the current price, there is no monthly subscription for this. Or not year, no, there's no yearly subscription for this. If you want to maintain without your ads, you can go up to ten ninety nine a month, or one hundred ninety nine, or one hundred nine dollars and ninety nine cents a year.
0: So ten months. It's this is this is already hard to keep track of. We yep. even have like a nice little bulleted right. list in our show notes. So head right. on over to Superhero Slate to read it out. But like just keeping track of just like little dollar amounts here and right. there, it gets so confusing because. All of these streaming services are somewhat competitively priced. They're all within a dollar of each other. right So you always forget, okay, which one costs 14, which one costs 15? Wait, which one is the premium one that's kind of getting closer to 20 now, like oh, but there's a bundle. so yeah uh, if anybody is getting stressed out, wishing that cable would come back to save us with its unskippable ads and long contracts, just remember, this is a uncontracted right. streaming service that you can remove, delete, reinstall, resubscribe yeah. anytime that you want. So if you're ever feeling stressed about it, like please do not pray for cable to come back. You do not remember how yeah. awful cable right. truly was, bloated with channels that you never watched. The only thing that made it somewhat... Tolerable was the DVR, so just, just don't, please don't pray for it because it might come back and I hate it. I want it to die, mm-hmm. the past to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, and,
1: and like you said, it's literally you pick and choose what you want each month, so your price mm-hmm. can vary based on what you want to watch, which is fantastic. Uh, you can go through this chart. I think the biggest thing is here is if you want Disney Plus and Hulu with no ads, and ESPN Plus with ads. There's no ESPN Plus without ads option. It's twenty bucks a month. That that price did not change at all. Um, I believe, um, Mike, after talking about this with my wife, we're going to go to the uh, without ads and prepay for the year because it's 10 months um, price for a full year of, of no ads.
0: Yeah, um, as of right now, well, I'm paying the $3 a month or whatever that uh, Disney Plus deal. Uh, so the, the price that I was paying for Disney Plus is not real in my head at, at this given moment. Yeah. But if it was indeed $8 and I bundled it with my Hulu, I'm looking at like 21 bucks a month anyway for those two. Um, so now it nope. it makes sense for me to go do you have, with this big bundle. Well,
1: do you have uh, – oh, if you pay for them separately, yeah. Because you have yeah, you
0: have Hulu with ads, right? I, I... I have I have Hulu no ads, which okay. I don't even remember how much that costs. I think it's at least 13 if not yeah. maybe a dollar more. Like I said, it gets very yeah. confusing in these, in these mid-teens prices. So the bundle looks like the way I have to go. But I, I feel like I also, this is another thing that I need to remind people of that I think some people have forgotten over the last three years. Disney Plus was always artificially priced low. Right. It was never going to remain $8. They made it so cheap to g- well, to gain was, subscribers and it, they and it worked. Yeah. Like um they're you more have than, to like more than Netflix
1: now, I believe, is what I saw yeah. this week.
0: Yeah, the, the numbers are fudged just a little bit because they Disney is including all of these other subscribers and these like subsidiaries over in India which are or aren't Disney Plus, so that kind of gets them over the hump of Netflix. But anyway that you look at it, their growth has been uh mm. catastrophically fast, and that is because they artificially priced it low. So yeah, it it, it is a bummer that it's going up in price, but like we all kind of knew it was gonna happen, right? Yeah. You know, they gave us a taste and now they're jacking and up the price.
1: What, what i like right now is and this this stands true as of today as i say this is other unlike um warner brothers the new guy at discovery who's like no more 45 days disney's like all our stuff's still 45 days to our streaming service so mm-hmm. um even if it is 11 a month i know within a month and a half i will be able to watch anything that's in theaters um on there um mm-hmm. with, without ads and I, i'm like that's fantastic right like yeah that commitment is-, is great
0: It's so weird. The subscription model has become so the norm, right? It is really hard to remember what it was like because I'm starting to do this thought process in my head with the PlayStation subscription service, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I think for a year of the most expensive uh, PlayStation subscription for like the their premium or whatever they call it, the third tier one. Oh yeah, we talked about this. Goddamn. Yeah, I think it it breaks down to like ten or twelve bucks uh month, or it was like 120 bucks a year, or something like that. Yeah, that's right. And that that seems like a lot, you know, when you think about it. But it's less, it's like that's two. That's that's less than two video games because mm-hmm. PS5 games are seventy dollars now. Yeah. So it's just like I don't even play a lot of games and that's still a good deal for me, right? Like I was looking at purchasing that new game where you play a cat called Stray. Now it's only $40, right? But if I subscribe, I could just subscribe for a couple of months and play that game and also play other ones. Mm -hmm. You kind of forget what it was like to be like, you know, like a child of like the uh, 90s or the 2000s, right? Where you had to go out and physically buy your media. Like, you know, how many CDs, did we buy as a kid, Chris, right? Yeah. You know, they're like 10, 13 bucks a pop. You know, you buy 20 of them a year or 10, like you're you're, already over like the yeah. price of a subscription. So yeah, it is, it is weird to kind of re-pivot your brain of like you think you're getting ripped off, but compared to what it was, but... Yeah you know you are the consumer at the end of the day so you are always allowed to complain about big corporations i'm never going to stop anyone from complaining about big (laughs) corporations. and and
1: price changes definitely suck um, right increases there's never a price decrease for anybody um Mm -hmm. but you know again it all depends on what you're watching and and where you find your value um like i said we have disney plus paramount plus and hbo max in my house we're reevaluating hbo max um based on what they do going forward but like I, I know I know what I watch and I know those three things have it. So like I'm like this is fine with me kind of things along the way. So um, I, I think I think we'll be good. It's it's also cheaper than buying like when you think about buying a Disney movie right out like right they never go down in price. So you're like that's twenty five to forty bucks depending on if you get the four K version or you can stream the four yep. K version for mm-hmm. eleven. So um, I love it and this launches in October. So if you have um, time to think about it, that's when the the three year price gap or price forward ends so Mike we're we're gonna have to be making our choices sooner than later mm-hmm. along that. Uh, let's move into Sony's Madam Web movie that is filming currently the characters were revealed officially and I'm gonna go through these and you just stop me if you have any questions I know you will <laughs> um number one Dakota Johnson the main actress of this film is playing Cassandra Webb who is the original Madam Web The when you always look at Madam Web, she's that old lady um this mm-hmm. is this is
0: that version of Madam Web so she's oh, the original yeah. Madam Yeah so they, uh, they sexified her out there everybody you don't yep. have to worry about any old ladies in your movie that's right unless you know it's a a story
1: being told backwards one of the two um <laughs> sydney sweeney uh is playing julia carpenter who was a second madam web uh who was also known as a uh, spider woman in and of her own right in the comic books for a while
0: i'm excited to see sydney sweeney in something where she's kind of not playing a, a bratty teen mm-hmm. uh i think she has a another like movie or series or something that's like on amazon prime that i haven't checked out but we have seen her in this household from euphoria and also white uh, the white lotus yeah. and she's like she's like weirdly like cranking out like trophies and emmy nominations and stuff for the roles that she's been doing so i feel like there's a lot more to her than what we've been seeing so I'm not saying she's about to get an Oscar-worthy performance in a Madam Webb movie, but it will be interesting to see her in something else.
1: Yeah, in a different role than what she's been in. So I, I think mm-hmm. we'll be um, yeah, seeing more of her uh, in, in these movies as well. Uh, actress Celeste O'Connor, who um, I believe she's she one of the actresses in the new Ghostbusters Afterlife movie, is playing mm-hmm. Maddie Franklin, uh, who was a 90s uh, spider character uh, along the okay. way. A little, little unknown character. I didn't know her. Uh, Isabella Merced is playing Anya Corazon, who's known as Spider Girl in the comic books. So, okay. Um, very interesting there. Adam Scott, your guy, your man, yeah, like Adam my guy, Scott, my man, is playing
0: Ben Parker, Uncle Ben. Ben Parker, there it is, there yes. it is. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, and I thought that would be the most surprising announcement here, Mike. Mm-hmm. But he's playing a younger Ben Parker, um, obviously before um, his death, uh, as you know, um, for for Peter Parker. But the biggest news is actress Emma Roberts is playing mary parker who is the mother of peter parker and in this she is a pregnant character so we're in some sort of universe where the actual spider-man hasn't been born yet it is set in the early 2000s uh it's on the cusp of spider-man being born so is this a prequel to the amazing (laughs)
0: spider-man no this makes me feel so old chris right i mean uh how often do we lament our age on this podcast but remember Back in the day when there would be a a prequel for a character and it would be set in like the 70s or the 80s, right? Because that's when the character would have to be canonically born and now we're flashing back to the millennium for these characters. Oh my God, it makes me feel ancient. It's hilarious. Please feel free to laugh at me because you should not be thinking any observation I have about old age is unique. It's been around as long as humans have. Um, But it is, it's interesting. I'll give it this. As, as weird as i think this whole project is at least it's interesting there's something happening here that i yeah. haven't quite seen before um i i don't think really i mean they could be doing this whole like like cosmic reasoning behind all of these different spider man and there you know there's going to be mm-hmm. all of this like multiversal things happening right but the origin of P- peter parker and spider-man itself is not really supposed to be special like Peter Parker was never like destined for, you know, uh for, you know, fame and superhero dumb and uh yeah. all of this responsibility, right? He just a kid that happened to be bit by a spider. It was just happenstance. So This movie is kind of maybe suggesting that, oh, maybe it was destiny all along, which I'm not saying is bad. I'm sure that type of storyline crops up all the time in comic books and then disappears and then gets rewritten. Like I'm just trying to reframe myself as thinking these Sony movies are just weird offshoot comic book stories that I don't really have to take seriously. But maybe I'll pick up in a bargain bin every once in a while to entertain myself. Well,
1: I think the other thing is, I would say, I agree with you. However, as we've seen recently, past 10 years, into the Spider-Verse, Miles Morales, Spider-Man is, you know, it, it, the Spider-Verse thing has grown, right? Hugely mm-hmm. in the past 10 years. So there's the idea that there are spider people and everything. I think, you know, you said this is doing something different. Yes, this movie is doing something different. We've never seen female spider characters, right? We know Olivia mm-hmm. Wilde. Is working on a Spider Woman movie, but like to have four
0: spider female characters oh, in this movie is fantastic. Yeah, I for- I forgot about that, and w- and it would be weird, right? If there is. Not necessarily bad, but if you have all of these spider characters like in costume doing superhero stuff, and then Peter Parker is then later born in that universe and becomes Spider-Man, because they wouldn't be the first spider character anymore, Mm -hmm. they would be like looking back in like their in like old newspapers and be like, oh no, there's been spider people all around all the time. So at least it's like at least my my interest is being jogged. It's just it's a weird project. Uh, I love Adam Scott, so I'll see him in anything really um so yeah this is gonna be weird i i i, I yeah. guess we just have to assume that this is not like you know uh this feels like different universe right like it has it written all over it like is this in the venom morbius universe just mm-hmm. 20 years in so, the past like it, it doesn't let, really feel let, like it is <laughs> let me
1: put a, a, a negative in, in your in your column okay. for you here. okay
0: you, well, you want to poison me let's yeah, do it.
1: i do um matt sazama and burke sharpless are the writers for this film the last movie okay. they wrote was Morbius. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, my heart. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know. However, you know, I don't know what this means. At the end of the day, I just think you know this is this is not a this is not a cheap cast to get here, Mike. Right? These are people mm-hmm. who like again you know, Sydney Sweeney's up and coming Adam Scott, swinging things Dakota Johnson, Emma Roberts. These people are out doing things, um, and they're not ego heavy like Jared Leto, who's like doing projects for his own like self-serving purposes so Mm -hmm. is there something special about this we're not seeing because we haven't seen the script or the story um and what does it tie in i want it to tie in the spider-man somehow like does it end with the birth of a spider-man does it end you know with you know uh I don't know something different going on here. I, I oh my tell. god
0: I'm, I'm just imagining the shot in the hospital right you know whenever you see a uh, like a woman give birth in a movie or a TV show you know they have like the, the towel the blanket around their legs mm-hmm. and then out from it you see a spider web shoot out during oh. the birthing process and all that's right. when we all, all, all stand brakes. that's <laughs> when the sta- and then the credits roll and then that's yeah. when the standing ovation in the theater happens like yeah. oh I didn't think they could top Morbius but you know you just start yeah. clapping yeah pump, pump your brakes a little bit. There. I don't think and it hits, that, but and in did... a in a classic nod to Sam Raimi Spider Man, it hits a can of Dr Pepper. Oh, is yeah. that what it hits in the movie? Right? Yeah, it's
1: like yeah, some sort of drink. Yeah, he's got to be still be bit by the spider, oh. but
0: you know. And little... the no, no, and the doctor holding the Dr Pepper is Bruce Campbell, and he's just like whoa, and then like the credits roll. Maybe Man. the
1: doctor giving helping with the, is Doctor Michael Morbius.
0: Oh, my gosh. And Doc Ock is there, too. Yeah. And he's like, I know I'm not a medical doctor, but, you know, I needed to fill in today. Yeah. There's just a line oh. of Spider-Man villains out out there. It's just it's just slapstick. Yeah. You know what? Sony has admitted to itself that we're never going to be able to compete on the same dramatic skills as the MCU, so we're just going to make a farce mm. of
1: everything. It's Airplane, where they're all lining up to slap <gasps> the baby, and it's just all the villains.
0: Chris... I don't understand why they don't hire us. We'll yeah. we'll do a, we'll we'll take a fraction of the pay and then we'll even split it in half between the two of us. Yeah. Like you can save so much money.
1: Yeah. And, and and you know what? We'd at least have a good time doing it. We everyone exactly. would have a good time doing it. We can make them laugh,
0: so. We'll do press tours. I'll will yeah. I'll leak yeah. everything ahead of time. I'll be rambunctious. Yeah. It'll be great. I'll, yeah. I'll 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 get you a return on your investment, I promise. We we, we could be Sony hype men. We, we could find yep. a way to, to do it. You, you we would, you could be surprised. the Kevin Feige um, of yeah. the Sony universe. All right. And yes, Chris, you're, this you're, is my pivot to the next topic. You're, you're <laughs>
1: shifting in here. Okay, so out of Madam Web into the DC stuff. We're going to talk about DC for a minute. The EU with Discovery, they're like, we need someone to drive this ship, right? This ship is going all mm-hmm. over the place from island to island, port to port. We don't know what's happening. Uh, the rumor this week is that they are considering Greg Berlanti, um, who is known for his Arrowverse stuff, um mm-hmm. and h- any movies? I just know the Arrowverse stuff.
0: Uh, he he's done stuff outside of the superhero universe. Yeah. He did um, uh, Love Simon, which okay. was an adaption of a book, and he also did like an like an indie movie too. Uh, yeah, he's not yeah. totally uh, right, but we so know features. him in the superhero
1: world for the Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. Um, being uh, being the person to run the ship. Um, um so I don't, I is it sounds like you're split here i am is it was did the arrowverse um you know suffer because it you know it's tv 23 episodes a season and went on too long right and they just didn't know what to do with it because both the flash and arrow legends of tomorrow hell they even they all start off really good um so is it the longevity that hurts him or what like but i don't think he's
0: he's not a simon kinberg bad i just don't know what to expect I think, honestly, I think this is a a genius move. Okay. Just because I feel like from the point of view of what Berlanti was doing when it comes to all of his thousands of projects that he's working on like i'm i'm being um i'm being uh hyperbolic here but it's a lot i think he's literally at one point in time he was over like two dozen projects in development right hmm. as a producer his job is to kind of shepherd these things through and then hand them off to creative people and i think you were onto the right track here of just like you can only keep something running a story for so long And yeah. we should be impressed That the, the Flash went 9 seasons With you know 20 plus episodes Like over Like that would be what Over 200 episodes Or something like that Oh yeah So it's an impressive mark Just to get there right uh, But it's just I think it's a good move I think this is a, This is a person Who could set up a universe That could go long periods You know Hit these milestones Hit these bullet points Uh, It seems like he's already proven himself capable of doing that on a TV scale, which is riddled with uh, budget constraints, time constraints, uh, you know, uh, actor constraints, location constraints, right? You know, if you give all the tools that you get at a feature studio, I mean, it it, it seems like, you know, what you're trying to do here is they got to make a bet on somebody, right? Things have to change over at DC. Are you gonna put? Are you gonna bet on somebody you know relatively unproven? Maybe he's right. only done a couple of things here and there, or you know, do you do the well, most logical choice? Yeah. and at least this seems logical. Like no one's gonna be able to say like outright, this is a hundred percent bad idea. So right. maybe this exactly. is where you put your and, put your money into. And,
1: and the thing is, I guess you know, I I don't blame. Greg Berlanti for everything he's he's currently working uh, he's a producer on Titans Doom Patrol and Stargirl which are all running right mm-hmm. three different tones in shows right one's very dark and dramatic one's very humorous and and Doom Patrol's kind of farcical and the other one you know Stargirl is for kids on on the CW um so like you know he's shown to be very versatile in stuff he's also written some of the Arrow stuff some of the Supergirl stuff um he might even wrote uh on on uh, uh Legends of Tomorrow so i think he is you know a great choice because again like kevin feige he came from the x-men era right the early x-men era worked his way through superheroes before kicking off the mcu proper with iron man and uh, as you talked about earlier the incredible hulk so yes i think he does have that i just want to make sure you know like we're giving credit where credit's due um and and i don't think i don't blame him for anything i think i think it's a fantastic choice but would would there be anyone else better out there mike i guess is my question um but this yeah. this is not a bad choice out out the gate at all yeah it's, true. it's one
0: of those hard it's one of those hard things to figure out too right because it's like you know you don't necessarily want to tap just a director you want somebody that has a uh, mass producing experience and those people usually aren't like super well known to the public, right? You know, people in yeah. Hollywood would know them and keep track of them, you know, producers, no producers, you know, but like, you know, us out here, we're just kind of waiting for the announcement, right? And then we'll all Google the person and, you know, mm-hmm. and then judge them after we see their credits, Yep, but. Yeah, if I was a betting man, if I was in charge of Warner Brothers and there was a, a board of directors that were all breathing down my neck to uh, fix this, you know, this seems logical.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I think give him, you know, I, I wouldn't say bring it all in, but like, hey, start, pick a starting point and go forward and, and, mm-hmm. and he could do it. He's also, his Green Lantern stuff is in the works. I'm, I'm really excited to see if they, that comes to fruition as well. So we'll, we'll let you know if he's picked or not let's talk about the flash real fast. Apparently they were talking to people. (laughs) This has nothing to do with uh, Ezra Miller at this time. Uh, However, you know, they have been talking to people, uh, you know, behind the scenes at discovery slash WB. What are we going to do with the flash? They've come down with three options, Mike. Um, And out of these three options, reshooting this movie is not one of those options. They're not going to refilm this movie. So number one is let Ezra Miller get help, you know, seek um, counseling, therapy, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. whatever works for them and then release the film as normal right let him own his personal problems and then release the film it's worked before i think back, uh, ben affleck did that right when he had alcoholism yeah
0: yeah a little lesser extent but yeah i could see it
1: yeah. um yeah it's not in the news all the time uh they could reshoot the ending with a new actor which i think everyone under the sun has talked about how do you recast <laughs> mm-hmm. him um that that's always a viable option. Uh, and B, it just scrapped the film altogether, and they said that that is not off the table at this point in time. Just, just it is in nuke it.
0: Uh, another reason for us to get an entertainment lawyer on this show, right? Is I don't understand wholly how write-offs work within a Hollywood studio system, right? I know that they're doing that with a uh, Batgirl, yeah. right? You know, they're claiming it as a loss so if I am to follow that logical assumption, The Flash would be a bigger loss to claim so would that be better for them so on the tax sheet to write off what, a bigger movie? What
1: I saw with this is it's not a loss, this is an insurance claim. Due to the actor and the unviability of the film, the insurance oh. they take on the film would, would be for The Flash. They just don't know if it's in the right window for the, the insurance viability rather than the actual um, so loss So just and like savings. when
0: you so just like when you run into a telephone pole with your car, they're going to pay the uh, $500 deductible, and then yep. they're going to get reimbursed uh, for the movie. Yep. Uh, so the weird thing is, is we talked about this a little bit at the beginning of es- of Ezra Miller's kind of problems before I would say they got worse. But we were in this situation where if you got to look at it from a societal lens, right? And from the point of view of the current time that we're in, whereas like Ezra Miller's Ezra Miller's problems are bad, right? But they haven't quite reached the level of like I would say cancellation in a, in a way. And I would say a lot of other people have different opinions, and I'm open to everyone else's opinions, right? But yeah, it does seem like he is technically rehabable right? Yeah. Where you know if he just came out, made a statement, went in the rehab, you know, really took it seriously, I could see him being able to rehab his career because. He's just been doing lots of really illegal shenanigans, right? He's not necessarily sexually assaulting people, even though I know that kind of has the grooming has aspect of it yeah. has been out there. But I don't really know where that's at right now. So he, they seem rehabable in a sense, but like, is that you know, if that is a path you want to go down, Ezra Miller has to commit to it. They have to comment, convince the studio that this is something that they can, um, they can put behind Ezra so I don't know if that is possible but it does seem salvageable in a way so yeah I think that is a viable option uh, reshooting the ending, that could be clever, right? Because yeah. then at least you're coming up with a narrative way to solve the problem, mm-hmm. which kind of tickles the part of my brain of like, okay, well, how do we visually change the actor? Do we kill off Barry Allen and bring in Kid Flash in a way? You know, everybody loves Kid Flash. We could get a rambunctious, uh, a rambunctious uh, Tom yeah. Holland type in here, you know, to do something. Maybe cast a Stranger Things kid. That always seems to work. You know, I think there is... um was it, well, if it's it was Berlanti,
1: com- do you do you get Grant Gustin?
0: Oh, that could be that could be. We talked clever. about him
1: not being the Flash. if if Greg Berlanti is involved and you got Grant Gustin, I mean, hell, there, there's your introduction to Berlanti yeah, right there.
0: You've already built a lot of goodwill with the actor. Yeah. Um, I think there is a storyline. I can't remember if I read it in a comic. Or if it was in Young Justice, my my brain has just melted. But I think there is a storyline where there is a like an, an adult Flash that like sacrifice, yeah, sacrifices they're, they're their life Th- to save like out. a yeah, yeah not just save like out. a younger version of the Flash. So that the, yeah. the sacrificial play could be in there. Yeah. Either way, they'd have to reshoot the ending. Well, uh, there's 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 rumors, you know, not necessarily rumors, but there are kind of like initial reports of people that have seen like the test screening for the Flash that have said the ending of the movie kind of leaves Ezra Miller in the pocket. Like, he's still going to be the Flash with the current ending that they were testing. So you're right, reshoots would be necessary. But yeah, I think I just like the idea of a storytelling creative solution too.
1: it, it, here's the other thing you know we we know Barry Allen as the Flash but there literally are a dozen other characters as the Flash right um, yeah in, in that so like people who have the speed force so is it maybe not a recast of Barry Allen if, if Ezra Miller is you know rehabbable right mm-hmm. um, is, is it like hey we're gonna get the other Flash characters up here kind of like how Green Lantern has a A dozen Green Lantern characters Like do we just Mm -hmm. like Oh hey We just add on somebody Rather than having to Actually write somebody out Of of the movie And
0: how And how do you do that though Because even if you do Write In a script You know uh, Barry dies Right Mm -hmm. You know Do you need to bring Ezra back in to film that scene? Do you just use, uh, you know, CG technology to recreate the face, you know, like fading into the speed force? You know, do you need new dialogue? Is there a way to make it organic? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, there, there are uh, confirmations that uh, Ezra was doing reshoots this summer before some of the big dramatic yeah. headlines came out about them. So uh, I don't know if uh, there are a film and stuff that that to, to possibly pivot on this. I don't know. It is wild. I would just love to be a fly on the wall for the production of this film. Yeah. I mean, from start to finish, the length, the changeover of directors, the I, drama. I don't of even know weed. if I want to go to
1: production. I just want to be like, I want those update emails every week, right? Like, hey, what's the status <laughs> on this? It's just a big yeah, can bunch I, of I, shrugs. Can, like, I don't know. Like, what? What do we? Can I get do? the copy
0: of? Can I get the copy of the minutes? Yeah. For this one, so who? Yeah. So, three three uh,
1: options. None of these seem unviable. Really, like yeah. really, at this time. So. Um,
0: and this is supposed to be the end of the year, right? Isn't this no. a November film? Or did they get moved I actually have again? it
1: pulled up here. Uh, we have it as June. It's June next year. It wasn't moved. It was moved from early. It was March of next year, and it
0: was moved in June of next year. Gotcha. Okay, Um, so they got a little bit. They got a little bit more time to make a decision. The the worst part of
1: this is it's not the story. It's not the movie in itself. It's one actor ruining this for Mm. everybody, right? Like, (laughs) even the directors and writers are um, the people who who wrote you know
0: Spider Man Homecoming.
1: So. we just got to we just got to keep guessing until until it hits. So hopefully, we, Hollywood.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said it before, the thing I love about Hollywood is it's just unpredictable. Yeah. You, even when you think you got it nailed down, packed, there's always a wild card. Hollywood out there. is not Holly good sometimes. <laughs> there you go.
1: All right, all right. I'll, I'll stop with the bad jokes. We're moving on into the Batman. Uh, fun fact: we found out this week. Um, the sequel to the Batman, the one of the biggest movies of the year, right? Uh, has still not been greenlit by Warner Brothers or Discovery. So um, I we were kind of under the safe assumption it was. Uh, they're doing the Penguin show, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. with Colin Farrell. Um, may, maybe they're working out details, scheduling. I, I don't know what's going on here. Um, but maybe, I,
0: I would imagine it's just like clerical, probably bookkeeping issues, right? You know, there's yeah. new ownership at the studio, so just different I's and T's need to be crossed would be would be my guess you know maybe uh if the you know the 45 day window right you know that has to be written down in like a contract for like robert pattinson somewhere right you know that's changing so then now the sequel has to change so I, i'm not looking into this too much but it, it is a sign that even some of the biggest most successful things at warner brothers you know need to be kind of like reevaluated in in a sense of like you know we can't just automatically green light stuff there's corporate things that have to happen so yeah um exactly and and it's not necessarily that it's a bad
1: movie or that things didn't go as planned it's just you know there there are other things that we just don't know happening in in the background you know what
0: you know what i remember the most about that movie which i is not a bad thing every time i think about the batman i always think about the score which yeah. I think is really impressive because I can't think of the last time I, I had seen like a superhero film or a comic book film where the score has stuck with me for so long. Mm-hmm. So so props, props to that film for just being an earworm, which doesn't happen often.
1: Yeah, I, I think for me, um, it always sounds like it always sounded like Darth Vader, like you know the Imperial March kind of music. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I mean I, I don't know, I'm, I'm interested to watch it. I think to me the visuals stick out to me probably more than the sound, right? Like I I love the I guess music The sound was pretty good Like the car chase scene Right The uh-huh. How it, How deliberate Matt Reeves was With every shot So um, I, I would love more And I, I, I hate that we have to wait For another one But I would, I would love more Sooner than later Because if you don't The Batman stuff you get In the meantime Is stupid as hell um, <laughs> And I've not watched Pennyworth So this is not a statement On the quality of it But the new season 3 For Pennyworth Which was confirmed Has been retitled Called Pennyworth The origin of Batman's <laughs> butler
0: I don't know what's crazier, Chris, that um, you telling me there's a season three confirmed that it made it past season one. I totally forgot if we even even reported on it that there's a season yeah, two of Pennyworth. We,
1: we, we did because it, it's on HBO Max now, I think. It <laughs> now it Max. made it to a yeah.
0: season three. That's wild enough in and of yeah. itself. But now it's called The Origin of Of Batman's... Butler. Butler. It sounds like a book that you would buy at the Scholastics Fair Mm -hmm. in elementary school, right? Like, oh, we don't have any Batman books, but we do have this one about Batman's butler. (laughs) uh, So this
1: whole show is based on Pennyworth, Alfred Pennyworth being a spy, right? A very competent, you know, spy and, like, you know, being able to exist in wartime kind of thing. This mm-hmm. title makes me sound like he's going to butler school and how to be a very efficient <laughs> butler. Like not like nothing what he's actually doing in the show It tells me like he's going to go learn about manners and like how to clean laundry and fold stuff for rich people. And I'm like Batman
0: doesn't even exist in this universe yet. Like yeah. the I the 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 phrase Batman has not been invented yet. No human has has yeah. breath this word in his world but yeah. he's already training to be its butler
1: yeah exactly i mean this is a, is this a madam Webb situation but for, for alfred there's there's oh several other gosh. bat girls around alfred right maybe this is a charlie's angels and charlie's alfred situation you know like, and i'll
0: i'll be fair the last time i made fun of a of a, an origin show like this was a krypton Right, and we only ever got good word of Krypton. Mm-hmm. Like it was actually a really good show, and people were liking so, it. So, and I'm always of the belief that yeah. you can make literally anything good if the writing's good enough. So, like just it, it doesn't matter what it is. So, I, this could yeah. be good. It's just fun to make it, fun of it. It is
1: 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb.
0: That is not bad. That is not IMDb bad. is uh, is already a broken scale. So you yeah. already have to add a one to it, which yeah. means it's sitting at like a B. Yeah, which is. Which is not bad. <laughs>
1: 4.7 out of 660 ratings on the audience scale. So uh, if, if the few people who are watching this are enjoying it, again, nothing against the quality. But the title is just awful. Uh, and and it, I think it undersells the premise of the show. At the end of
0: the day. Now, they could maybe take a, a Gotham approach of a way and just kind of rewrite the history a little bit. Like, wouldn't it be an interesting kind of turn if Alfred – Kind of becomes a proto Batman in a way of like they become a vigilante at night in like a costume. And then so it sets up this idea of like, oh, when Bruce. Decides to have that epiphany moment to become a vigilante. It's not just because he saw a random bat in a cave, it's because he found like an old file folder in like a safe that had pictures of like Alfred or something, or he found Alfred's own little bat cave and that, and he's like continuing the mantle on in like a newer, improved way. Because then at least it gives a little bit mm-hmm. more interest to the idea of it leads oh, yeah. to something at some point in time. But that who knows? Maybe that's literally happening right now, and I'm just not watching the show. Yeah. But you know, there you yeah, go.
1: <laughs> he, he's still a young young gentleman, so he he's got a ways to go. But yeah, I I think if you're going this far, I think season three is going to be the end of your show. But you know, we've been wrong before, and it could get a four or a five even, mm-hmm. along long way. Uh, lastly, uh, Mike, have you had a chance to watch this new Sonic movie yet, Sonic 2? <laughs> I haven't
0: watched any of them Oh, yet. my God. Which, you're missing it out, is, man. It, it's so funny to me because, like, every time we talk about Sonic, I'm always like, oh, I'll watch it. I know. It's streaming for free. I can watch it whenever I want on one of these services, and I just I just never get around Sonic to it. Sonic 1's great. It just – if ev- the idea evaporates from my brain the second that the podcast is well over.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna schedule a reminder to text you this week to watch Sonic when you get a chance Sonic one's okay. great I've, I still need to watch Sonic 2 um, I, I know premise about it, but we talked about this this is not really a spoiler but it's Sonic 3 Christian Bale has been cast as Shadow the Hedgehog the voice of
0: shadow <laughs> uh, which it- is so it's so it's so funny because I mean like the funny thing about Sonic voice acting characters you know from like the video games right is that, like, the voices never matched these kind of weird kind of animal creatures. They were never in the games. You just heard
1: the spinning sound, and then the, when you're well, the, off in, a jump.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, in the 3D versions of the games, you know, the oh. characters do have voices, and Shadow has, he has, like, I can't even do it, has, like, this kind of super deep, gravelly voice. So he's doing his Batman Bales. Yeah, and it's just like, this is like, Christian Vale's like perfect, and then obviously everyone lost it when yeah. I, Idris Elba was cast as Knuckles, because yeah. it's just like, Knuckles is not supposed to be sexy, what's happening here? Yeah. So I I love this train of like, just getting these huge actors. A-list actors, you know, do, as like, yeah. all like
1: you got Jim Carrey as, as Eggman, right, Robotnik, and um, yeah, it's fun, so this is coming out Christmas 2024, uh, can you imagine, just a couple of years ago, Sonic was the fucking joke of the internet right like with his human teeth and his eyes like even so much that chip and dale use him as a joke character oh,
0: ugly it, sonic oh my ugly god sonic. Yeah. so that's like, the best thing about sonic is that ugly sonic he now is, exists. In that
1: he, is, he is he has bounced back and he is you know speeding into your homes and i i'm excited to see this so um uh i, I need to watch the second one uh so i'll probably put that on my um i have a, a little list of things i need to watch um
0: isn't it weird to think that we're getting a Sonic trilogy before we're kind of getting like a proper decent Mario movie too? It's weird that like Se- Sega has kind of like lapped the yeah. the I mean this mascot Sonic was created to compete directly with Mario. Right. Like he was he was it, grown in a lab to compete with another company it, and now he's outpacing uh Mario.
1: Well I also think the other thing is um Mario had a movie, uh, and if you've watched it you <laughs> yes. know how bad it is. Uh Sonic has one movie and it's more recent, so I think I think I would say maybe I wouldn't poke fun of that. I'm actually disappointed Pokemon hasn't come up with another two movies, right? I After was the just... of
0: Detective Pikachu. I was just thinking about that the other day. I loved Detective Pikachu. I was surprised how fun that movie was yeah. and Yeah, where is the announcement? Where's the tease to the sequel? Like yeah. I was so confident about the the Pokemon movie universe. When we reviewed the movie, yeah. I was like, Oh, this is next. This is it. Yeah. This is the thing that's gonna like overtake the box office, this Pokemon franchise, and now I'm here like an idiot, like what like four years later? Yeah, well, nothing's yeah. happened. I would
1: say it's even more and honestly even if we didn't get a Detective Pikachu 2, something else set in that universe would work easily, right? Like, it, it yeah. would work so well. So, like, thoroughly disappointed, I think, in the Pokemon company rather than Mario, um, because they had a success. Yeah. They had a huge hit with that. And just kind
0: of... And you had you up. had Ryan Reynolds. Like, mm-hmm. he was... Not only was he... Like, we thought he was at his peak when he was voicing Pikachu he's peaked even more now he's only he keeps climbing the mountain he hasn't even begun to peak Mike I I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) and also like you it's much easier to nab him because you're only getting his voice well I guess technically he is physically in the film a little bit but yeah, you got his voice. Like, yeah. just just go at it. <laughs> right. But well, even again, even if not, you've set a very
1: visual universe that you could do other stories in. Mm-hmm. Um, that you could grab other actors or or different characters, and he Ryan Reynolds could be an ancillary character, right, of of it. But like, there is so much fun you could ha- be had in there, and they just they just haven't done anything. So, man, um, man. yeah, Poof. ending De- on a sour note, anyway. Detective, uh,
0: detective Pikachu. Here we go. We might as well end the the show uh with a little bit more googling detective pikachu 2 now this is what i do folks okay i type it in then i click on the news tab to see mm-hmm. if anybody has picked anything up and um nope nope well the problem I run said, into, there's
1: a new pokemon game coming out in like two
0: months so well this says those. february 20th 2022 so in this calendar year detective pikachu 2 is still in development a recruitment um a recruitment uh site shows so I don't know if they're they're posting job ads earlier this year, mm-hmm. uh, for maybe like a VFX artist or something. I don't know what's happening, um, but I, I guess there's still there's still rumors out there in the world of this. But yeah, give it to me already. Yeah. I, I, it's great we want what it a, what a world of mind.
1: i mean literally make another game you can make a, po- a detective pikachu game to release alongside it new cards new everything right this is a whole merchandise blitz you could do mm-hmm. that sonic didn't even do like sonic was like here's just your movie like mm-hmm. no new game here just have at it. so yeah all right well anyways mike let's let's wrap this up people have been with us uh for an hour and a half now if people want to know what you're doing what you're up to we're going to
0: get you at my man Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you and give you snack recommendations mm. for your uh, your basement movie theater, yes. where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Tell my Fortnite peeps, get ready for your Dragon Ball Z this week. Kamehameha, as they say in to show, <laughs> Mike. You gotta, you know, it's like a Namaste thing. No. I'm kidding. Uh, people know more about the show, all the notes, all those release schedules that I was referring to while we were while we we're here. Where can they get all this good stuff at? When you get to the merch, tell me because I want I want to make a call out there.
0: Yeah, we got some hot some hot spicy show notes this week with some good blue links. So you want to head on over to superhero slate.com to check out the show notes for our episodes and we got our awesome upcoming release calendar so if you're well, like me and forget when she hawk is supposed to come out or don't know when uh, the flash is going to come out we got a nice just text itemized list of when these movies are coming out no pop-up ads no dumb subscribe to our newsletter thing that jumps into your face uh it's just it's great it's a tool we love to we we made it for yeah. us and now we're giving it to you so you can head on over to superhero site.com to see that can like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter and Instagram and don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts YouTube Spotify and where else you love to listen to fine podcasts so Chris this is the merch section yes. where I tell people to go to superheroesite.com store mm-hmm. so what do you have to add I bought two shirts to wear to Comic-Con a
1: couple of weeks ago I got one of your Mike's awesome um, you know Burger King Infinity Gauntlet designs right on a red baseball uh, a baseball team with red sleeves absolutely mm-hmm. killing people were complimenting that shirt left and right Mike so kudos oh, nice. to you love that um, very comfy shirt from T Public, and also I got a regular, just a purple with the superhero slate logo um the the new heather options are beautiful colors and just as comfortable if not more comfortable than other shirts so oh yeah i, uh, I love heathered shirts yeah so i i mean you may say oh well i mean are these good shirts t public makes fantastic shirts and fantastic fabric i bought it for myself like i spent my own money to get these uh so i could wear them at the thing and i just absolutely fell in love with them so um i just want to give you a shout for the designs and t public uh to do that and they can get them where can they get the swag at again Do you already say
0: uh, slate dot com slash store. So that'll forward you to our T Public page, and you know you can do all the awesome things that you can do with any other T Public item, right? You can get a sticker, you can get it on a water bottle, mm-hmm. you can put it on like a mouse pad, a sketchbook. I don't expect anyone to buy a lot of those ancillary things, right? You know, it doesn't really matter what you buy either, uh, yeah. but you know, it's just a checkbox, right? So I'm, I leave it checked open, so you can get it on whatever you want. Whatever you guys. So want. yeah. SuperheroSlate.com slash story. We love hearing from you. Reach out. What do you think the future of the Hulk looks like when it can return to theaters? We'd love to know your thoughts. Um, do you want Stingers to come back to Disney Plus shows every week uh, just at the end? Uh, curious. How do you feel about the Madam Web, uh, web that's being weaved? Uh, what's your idea? If you were in charge of Warner Brothers, what would you do with The Flash? We love hearing your ideas, your thoughts. Uh, Reach out. Let us know. Uh, We love our super fans. If you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a pal, a buddy, a chum, and we'll be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe.